Welcome to South Carolina Launch's CEO podcast, where we hear from CEOs on their entrepreneur experience. Well, we want to welcome Bratton Riley to our podcast here today at, uh, at SCRA. Bratton Riley, founder and CEO of CityBot. Bratton, welcome. Thanks, Jack. It's great to be here with you and, and looking forward to our conversation. Well, it'd be really uh, fun to just kind of get uh, your uh, journey through the, you know, the origins of CityBot and kind of the, the mission and vision. Could you, could you walk us through that for a moment? I'd be happy to. So it started basically from having two great co-founders with me. One is a gentleman named Tom Wilson, who is a uh, software development expert in the Charleston area. And he and I became friends and then began to work together at the same time that other co-founder Lee Days, who runs a local marketing agency called Obviously Marketing, does some great work. Um, we came together with the idea, knowing that this new technology was coming out into the marketplace, which was chatbot technology. Uh, and this was in the springtime of 2016. And my life has been ensconced and immersed in local government uh, based on my father's experience. He was a mayor of Charleston, South Carolina for a long time, from 1975 to very early in 2016. And I had a front row seat into how local government works from the inside out. I have a lot of compassion for the services and the impact that local government has on the lives of residents. And I also have a lot of passion around residents who might feel that they are more marginalized in society, that their voices are heard louder and that they have access to local government in the same way that the mayor's kid did uh, for a long period of time. And so, those were the driving factors in trying to come up with a solution that's CityBot, uh, where we can apply the chatbot technology, which is basically ways to build interactive conversations, pre-build interactive conversations using technology so that you can automate uh, customer service 24-7, so that any time of day, if a resident needs to interact with local government, they can do so. And we started with text messaging because it is the most uh, ubiquitously used digital communication channel in our country. More, 97% um, of adults in the U.S. are now sending text messages. So it sort of levels the playing field in terms of right of access to government because we started with the channel that everyone's basically using. Um, and so we took those concepts and then I weaseled my way into a civic tech pitch contest the summer of 2016 in Indianapolis, Indiana with the U.S. Conference of Mayors meeting. So here I was, Lee and obviously marketing put together a really pretty pitch deck and we had discussed amongst the three of us what the product would look like and I went over to Indianapolis to try to pitch an idea in a pitch contest when the other people that were pitching were pitching actual products that had actual revenue 
that they were generating. And I, I, that was a great experience, and I got a bunch of feedback from the mayors that they liked what we were doing. We started the company in October of 2016, and then the great fortune had the great opportunity to build our first solution for the city of North Charleston, South Carolina, who's been such a great partner with us along the way. So we launched with them in July 17, and then over time, been building our client base and and making it easier for both residents to interact with their local government by getting their questions answered or making a service request like the trash was picked up or sending in a personalized message that happens every day between residents and their local government because local government provides so many important services to the public and they can all do that through text message and um so grateful to the city of North Charleston, and now we're in many states across the country and uh, launching now our web chat version, like you see on websites when you show up at a website that says, chat with us, or how can I help you today, to have that experience, and then we also have an interactive text alert product where local governments can push out communications, like, for example, local COVID uh, you know, easing of stay-at-home restriction updates, as an example. Residents can receive them via text message, and then residents can respond back to that communication if they have questions or need help. Um, so we're doing a lot of different things through a lot of different channels, but at our core, we're always pushing the envelope of how to make communication easier and more simple between resident and their local government, and at the same time making government do a better job of more efficiently processing those communications so that they can actually handle more work because our technology is automated uh, and run by artificial intelligence. That's powerful. And when, when you uh, look at kind of all of this in the midst of uh, COVID-19 as, as we're starting, hopefully, uh, as a region, as a country, to emerge from this and into a, a very, uh, a very different economy, a very different, uh, I would say, increasingly digitally dependent uh, world. How does how does CityBot uh, build in that world, and what what opportunities do you see there? Well, I appreciate the question. So, there's a lot of different forces at work here, Jack, as you can imagine. Um, and again, we're selling into the government space, which is a sector that is not at all known for being innovative uh, it, it writ large and always sort of being a technological laggard and not moving very fast is sort of the generalization that you hit about, hear about government. And there's so many exceptions to that. And there's so many innovative governments that we are either working with or talking to. Um, but the existential force of COVID has forced governments to move fast, number one. So one of the forces is really the, the need uh, for governments to take what they have learned in this moving quick uh, action they've done through these times to um, implement that sort of mindset across government in general. Like they really need to 
to take those lessons learned and do that. Uh, and many uh, realize that. Um, and so that's one force. You know, the next force is at the same time, governments don't even know how much revenue they're not going to have versus what they budgeted, you know, as it stands uh, here as we are into 2020. So they are also, you know, there's two different types of government, really. There's one that's saying, well, we can't do anything new because we don't have any money to spend for it. And then there's the other governments that are saying, we can't afford to not do something new right now because things have changed. And so we want to work with those governments to realize now is a great opportunity to actually invest in innovative technology to help manage governments through now and the next issue that comes our way. And so that's a force, you know, those in some ways they're countervening forces because it's like we have no money, but we need to innovate now. And what our technology does is help governments saving to save money by innovating now. Um, so that's another force. And then the third force is really the, the realization, as you mentioned, of the virtual world that we now find ourselves in. And we don't know what our new normal necessarily is going to be, but it does lend itself to the need to digitize ourselves with virtual technologies and ours is an example of that we are a, a virtual front door into local government for residents to get all of their customer service needs addressed and we are virtual to government because we're actually handling and processing all those customer service conversations so that they don't have to uh, and then we feed it into their internal customer service infrastructure. And so with those forces at play, Jack, um, you know, it's like anyone that tells you something that they predict is going to happen these days, I will automatically discount them because inevitably they will probably not be accurate. But I do know that those forces are at play and we see it as a great opportunity for us to really use our technology to help local governments innovate fast, but also to help residents get what they need when these things come up. Like right now we're working on, uh, for all the folks that are into technology, we're using machine learning technology in conjunction with natural language processing technology, which is kind of the new frontier of communicative technology and bring that into our product so that we can directly answer a local resident's COVID questions uh, that they might ask to their local government. Uh, and we're seeing the final demo of that next week, so we're super excited about that. So we're trying to react to the needs of today with our technology using the most modern form of this type of technology that, that exists today. So it's, it's an exciting time, but so it's not without a lot of trepidation uh, and, and, you know, knowing that our economic realities are different. Right. Well, that, that's uh, really exciting. And clearly your, your timing of, for offering what, what you're doing simply could not be better. So uh, that's 
that's uh, super encouraging to hear. When you think about SCRA and, and your relationship with um, SCRA, South Carolina Research Authority, what, what comes to mind when you think of, of the impact and the value that that relationship uh, has been to you and, and to uh, CityBot as, as you've been growing and, and building? Well, I appreciate that. And Jack, it really predates CityBot's existence, which uh, happened in 2016, as I mentioned, because I was tracking SCRA before then because I was so proud that our state invested in uh, an innovative entity that could help catalyze innovation for South Carolina companies. South Carolina, I'm born and bred here. I love it so much. I can't stand it. Through thick and thin and through good and bad, it is who I am just like it is through for other folks. And I was so proud when the leaders came together and said, hey, we need to build assets that can help build innovative assets around the state. So number one, it was a pride that it existed, and then it was a knowledge base uh, of both people and concepts that helped educate me as I was, you know, learning how to be a technology entrepreneur uh, in some of the uh, gatherings and sessions that they have uh, around certain topics that are relevant to that. So they've always been doing such a great job of that. And then as it became an, you know, came to be an opportunity to help fund us, you know, there's so many good people that work in that organization that have helped us along the way. Um, and it's like they got, they have our back because we're a South Carolina company. We're, you know, we're trying to do good in the world and we're, you know, you know, we got financials that we present to them too. So it's not just you're a South Carolina company, so we're going to invest in you. They have very stringent investment criteria. But they have they have gotten our back over the last three years with three different investments that have been absolutely critical to our existence. And, and but for that, we would not have been able to do what we're doing. And I'm there's no sugarcoating that whatsoever. And so it's just it's I'm so grateful that they exist. I'm so grateful that they invested in us. Uh, and, and most importantly, I'm grateful to call some of the great people that work there, my friends and colleagues. So it's been very special to us, and I'm very grateful to them. Wow, those are very kind words, and I think the response would be, hey, look, it, this, is, this is a symbiotic relationship, and we're just as thrilled to, to serve our community and entrepreneurs um, you know, that have great ideas and uh, tremendous commitment to um, making those ideas come to life. So it's, it's exciting to, in some shape, shape or form, participate and be able to contribute. So uh, you're, you're doing all the hard work and we're excited to, to watch CityBot grow. Well, we'd love to be able to check back in with you, uh, you know, perhaps later this year and bring you back on. Yeah, man. This incredibly helpful and I look forward to reconnecting. Thanks so much. So do I. All right. 
Be well. Thank you, Jack, so much, man. You too. I really appreciate it.